episode 556. Thank you all for listening to episode 555, Hanging with My Homies in Daytona. I am Charlie Conway here with my co-host. Bear, Daytona 500 is delayed till Monday again. Barrington. <laughs> I was hoping for Adam Banks, but that's okay. Fuck, fuck all them. Troll Banksy. All the, fuck all the ducks. They're fake. They couldn't even skate. Not even real people. <laughs> hey, man, like, many of them could skate. The only good, the only good one was Goldberg. Goldberg until he got you know, the uh, mask. The, the only reason why he was good is because he was fat, got into drugs, and got cleaned up. <laughs> hey, man, Kel played a good character though. Or Keenan, not Kel. Keenan Thompson. Yeah, yeah, Keenan. Um, bet you if it was a cheeseburger, you'd stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who was the cowboy? Dwayne is that his name? Yeah, cowboy the, Dwayne. Yeah. D two. He was the best one. Yeah, yeehaw! He was the best. Oh, dude, when I was a kid, though, man, Julie the cat. Yeah, well, she actually was probably really most athletic, but yeah, she was. Uh, well, Julie Emilio, the cat. Julie Emilio the cat was yeah. banging all their moms, anyways. He Conway's all of them, so he didn't care. Yeah, what did he say? Do the cat. What's wrong? Swallow a furball. <laughs> that was what D three. Yeah, I think uh, it was D three. Yeah, his coach was crazy, and then they realized, like, oh no, he's a good dude, and he was he was awesome playing Eden and everybody else. You're like, shit. Damn. Goddamn pal. Goddamn pal. So, uh, no, no. Cody, uh, our friend the parrot is not going to be on tonight. He's just getting home tonight, but I said, dude, hang with your girl. He's like, oh yeah, he's definitely hanging with the old Bree. So, told him to take another night off because uh, he's just getting home. So, yeah, thanks parrot. And uh, Cody, he's just hit or miss. And Dub, we may never see him again. No, I mean, we'll see him again, just not on the podcast. Yeah, probably not. But that's okay. It's just us. Just like it's meant to be. So here we go. Thank you to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on X and Instagram at yeah. Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing. Visit allworkclothing.com. Mention Overline Podcast. And Brandon will give it that deal just like he hooked up. Great key merch. Gave, gave us 45 hoodies that we're going to be giving out to the people that work with us. I know Barrett got to throw him one, Ooh. see what he needs. And uh, they're good, man. They're the polyester black. Got the white logos in it, so it's looking pretty good. Thanks, Brandon. And speaking of Gray Key, call us. Don't call us. Email us, graykeymerch, gmail.com. And we can help out with all your vending needs at concerts or festivals. Just let us know. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Sirs, the Toledo surrounding areas and not. Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I have friends, uh, one specifically, Nina is her name. I just talked to her the other day, who I do shows with. She goes to Puerto Vallarta uh, twice a year, actually. Loves right. it. Says right. it's the best. Yeah, it's very nice because it's not, you know, Cancun or dumb places. Puerto Vallarta is very nice. It's where I went a couple of years ago, but that's where the golf tournament's at this year. So oh, well, it's week. Excuse well, me. There we go. So <laughs> thank you to Sean. Thank you to... Paper Denim Art. Go to Facebook. Check out Paper Denim Art. Tell Danny what you are interested in, and she is going to hook you up with that deal. Thank you to Sparty Steve. I think I know the next one, by the way, that I'm going to get from Danny. She's got four. Two of them are done. I just haven't seen her, and I got a skull coming from her that I bought. So she got three done, and she's got two more to go. But I think the next one I'm going to get because uh, it's the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I got to get a Larry David. I like that. Pretty, pretty good. You should get him and JB Smooth. Oh my gosh, Leon! Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have you watched it this season at all. No, no, not this season. No, Dude, I, I'm waiting just to pretty much do a big binge on it. The last, this most recent episode, uh, JB Smooth is wearing shorts, and uh, there's this. I won't. I'm not going to ruin anything about the girl or anything else, but he just sitting there and his his nuts are hanging out. Like Larry knows, he's like, oh. He can't do that. Anything. And he's doing it like with the neighbor. You know, Larry has some issues with his neighbor and Leon comes in and is just hanging out. And his neighbor's like, nope, nope, I got it. I'm out. And so he's like, and later on, he gets threatened to get kicked out of his golf club. So Larry goes in with the shorts and does the whole thing. And just sits there. He's like, ah, get out of here. 
I don't want to ever see you. <laughs> it's good stuff. I'm like, people are like, is it funny? I'm like, you have to understand the humor in it, but yes. Yeah. And if you've seen Curb and you know what Larry's all, I mean, Larry just gets himself into shit and it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Good show. Yeah, I just, I gotta, uh, I gotta get on the, the big binge. I'm just going to wait for the season to end and I'll, yeah, it's the last season too. I, yeah, I just I haven't watched the last few years, so I'll have to, I'll have to just pick it right back up from the beginning and go through it again. But yeah, I'm gonna wait for wait for it to end first. And go first, that. first episode, pants ten. So <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great, and uh, just a just a wonderful show. It's been on for twenty years, like twelve seasons. You know, they basically HBO told them, "Hey, uh, we'll we'll do a show if you have have one." You know, it was his choice, but now I think he's just, he's in his seventies, almost, I think he's pushing mm-hmm. 80 and he's, uh, he's, he's done. So this is the last season. It'll, should be a good one. There are three episodes in, I watch it on Sunday nights or Monday nights. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen curb, check it out, but thank you to Sparty Steve. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. And make sure you get over to datingtransformation.com and get that free consultation when you mention Over the Line podcast. And in the meantime, get to amazon.com and buy Connell's book, Dating Sucks, but you don't. So uh, let's just uh, let's get into golf. Let's just go there. Yeah, Genesis last week. Um, unfortunately, Eldrick Tiger Woods ended up having influenza and had to uh, withdraw in the second round. Um, so he did not finish. Um, and Jordan Spieth got DQ'd after signing a wrong yeah. scorecard. Um, and he was in the top 20. He was up there. He had a good first day, not a great second day, and still signed the wrong scorecard. Signed for a par when he actually had a bogey on the hole. So he got DQ'd. So a little crazy. You don't see many DQs for wrong scorecards. If, if you go the wrong way on that, like let's say it was a, a birdie and you put par, would you get DQ'd? Yep. It still does wrong. Matter. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think – I think that's a thing of the past. Um, you know, it's good for high school golf. It's good for college golf, right? But we're professionals. There's scoreboards fucking everywhere. You have your own score literally there. You can't cheat with, you know, you can't cheat with numbers. Like, just, you know, why can't we just leave it up to a, There should just be an official score. The, the kid that's holding the sign should be the official score. Whoever, an adult, I don't care should be the official score for the two or three sum or whatever is playing. I mean, let's, let's get off this sign scorecard bullshit for professionals. It's, it's dumb. Um, so that's, that's my soapbox rant for the day on that. It's such an old school rule. Um, but yeah, Hideki, Hideki man shot 62. He was six back on Sunday, six back and shoot 62 to win by three over Jesus over Luke list and Will Zalatoris. Can't lay who led um, wire to wire until Sunday, um, just shot a 72, did not play well, um, ended up shooting one over. So um, just couldn't get it together on Sunday to win the tournament. But, uh, yeah, Hideki comes out with the win, big win. Um, and he said he wasn't even hitting his iron that his irons that good. On 15, his second shot, he was, I think, three inches from the hole. On 16, par three, he put it 2.2 inches from the hole, almost aced. He was 5.2 inches away from the cup in two consecutive holes, two birdies. Um, ended up birdieing 17 uh, as well. Needed a birdie on 18 to uh, tie the course record, or no, break the course record, excuse me, of 62, but we tied it. Um, but yeah, crazy, crazy Sunday from Hideki. So a uh, solid win. So yeah, Hideki wins, Al Torres and Luke List. Tied second. Adam Hadwin, Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay all tied fourth. Harris English seventh. Tom Hoagie eighth. Jason Day ninth. And a slew of guys tied 10. For us, um, Tom Kim at a 24 for Dub. Christian Bezendahoot at a 24 for me. Uh, Kirk Kidiyama at a 39 for Gray. Cody didn't pick, so we gave him Tiger, so he gets a 52. Parrot had Lucas Glover, who got 35th, and uh, Jeremy had Adam Scott, who finished 19th, who was best out of everybody. So your updated standings, you still have Parrot at 27.7. You have myself at 33, Jeremy at 33.3, Gray at 37.9, Dub at 43.6, and Cody at 54.6. So going into this week, Mexico Open at Vedanta 
in Puerto Vallarta um, earlier this year. Normally it's been in April the last couple of years. So they moved it up. This isn't a huge place where a lot of the um, big names go just because it's not a huge tournament. Um, so there's not many big names. Your biggest name is Tony Fina, who's the favorite, also defending champ. We've only played here twice um, in the last two years on tour. Um, and Ram and Finau have both won. So both of them were favorites. We'll see if that can happen again. Because, again, Hideki pre-tournament last week was 80-1. to 1, So another long shot in golf again. Um, but this course here, uh, pretty wide open. It's long, 7,450 yards. Long course, but very wide open. There is a lot of water, but they have some of the widest fairways um, outside of Hawaii on tour so um, if you're a long ball hitter and, you know, don't even really need to be straight, you just need to be a long ball hitter. Um, this course is pretty easy to score on. Rom won in 22, a 17 under. Finau won here last year at 24 under. Um, and if, it, if, it, if it's not windy, expect a 24 under number. It's really just the wind depending on how the wind is off the ocean, which – now that it's in, um, now that it's in February, it's not quite peak season there, so it may be a little windier there. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, I mean, you really want guys who can just pretty much bomb the ball and who can putt. That's what you need here. Um, so it should be a decent tournament. Um, hopefully, it's entertaining. Normally, when you don't have a lot of big names in there, you get a lot of guys cluster up at the top. So hopefully, that's something we get here. But we'll see if Finau can go back to back here um, at Vedante. Who Parrot took Tony Finau this week as our leader. He goes with the favorite. He can do that. Uh, he has still not missed a cut this yet this year. Picking Tony Finau, I, I don't think he's going to again this week. Um, but we will see. Um, I guess I'm second. So I'm going to go with a guy um, who has not missed a cut all year. So I'm sure I will do that to him. But um, he's, he's played here well. He was top 20 here last year um, and has been pretty much roaming around the top 40 um, all season so far. Close to breaking through one of these times he's going to. Steven Yeager we're going with this week. Um, and we got Nikolai Hosgard for dub. Nikolai Hosgard for the dubster. All right. And uh, for me, I was just going through. I'm like, all right, not a lot of big names here. So I'm just going to go with Taylor Pendrith. Canadian. Um, he's been putting well, so I'll see if he can keep up. If he putts as well as he has been lately, um, you should get a top 20 out of him pretty easily. I hope so. So on to uh, on NASCAR, we had the Daytona 500. Big shock. It was a Monday race. It's like three out of the last four years, I think, it's been a Monday race. Yep. Um, and the funny thing is I was listening to them on the broadcast, and they said that, um, like, for the first – 50 years of the race, they rarely got yeah, I heard that. Rarely got weather. Then they had one in like the, I think late, late 90s, maybe they had one they had to push back and they haven't had one until obviously a couple of years ago. And we've had just a bad string of weather in Daytona um, the last couple of years. I mean, I'm pretty sure one of those days last week when we had it at like 55, it was only 52 in Daytona. It was warmer here than it was in Daytona Beach. So. Crazy. Yeah, rough, rough weather there. Um, really good race until the end. Couldn't have been, couldn't have been more anticlimactic. Um, unfortunately, I hate it, um, but those are the rules. William Byron, Billy Byron gets a dub, and I'm happy for William Byron. I am. I just wish that they would go back to the old school of the caution on the last lap, race around. It would have been so good. I mean, it was shaping up for such a great last lap, and yeah. we get a wreck right fucking before that. The, the yellow or the yellow comes out literally right after the start. If it could, if that yellow could have came out four seconds earlier, um, we would have got a green white checker and it would have been awesome, but we didn't. So Byron beats out Bowman by, I don't know what, maybe a couple car lengths. It wasn't much. Bowman was right there. Um, so a little anticlimactic finish. Good race. though. really good race. I enjoyed it. Um, good to have NASCAR back. Hopefully it doesn't rain in Atlanta this weekend so we can actually get a Sunday race. Um, but um, all of us did decent, actually, surprisingly. Parrot gets the dub, first one of the year. Um, defend Our defending NASCAR champion gets the dub. So he's a hot streak to start it. Um, Bubba, Bubba got Jeremy a fifth. 
Um, Chase got dub a 14, who he was up there, picked the wrong line and ended up dropping back. He would have had a chance to win that race if he didn't go high um, on that second to last lap. Would have been there. Cody gets a 19 out of Dennis Hamlin. Um, Greg gets a 25 out of Josh Berry. And I got a 20th out of Jimmy Johnson. Uh, both of our guys were in early wrecks. Um, I'm sorry. Was Barry? No, Barry was in a later one, I think. But uh, Jimmy was in an early one and just couldn't recover. But that last wreck saved me because he was riding around in about 35th until that wreck on the eight or uh, eight to go. Um, and he was four laps down. So he got to gain that on all the guys who were out of the race, which was nice for me. So two years in a row taking Jimmy, two years in a row of disappointment. <laughs> so how does in our NASCAR league, uh, our other NASCAR league, not the one you run, I know when you have guys that don't get points, what is, how does he determine the points? Because I know so like Danger, for example. He's owner's points. Is it? Yep. The okay. Owner. Owner's points are what he goes off of because um, they're really technically the same as like the playoff. Like you still get the playoff points for the owner, right, right. but those you everyone gets the points. So they'll go off the owner's points for that. Yeah, because um, my buddy Jared was asking, he goes, it says all my dingers got zero points. Am I going to get zero? I said, no, he goes off. Of that. I said, remember, dumb dummy at SVG last year and who won? He got you like 53. I'm like, yeah, it's it's all owner's points. It has nothing to do with uh, any, you know, nothing to do with ESPN is going to show you. Yeah, so. exactly. And because I, I didn't realize Dinger was not getting points this year. Is he Xfinity then? Yeah. Yeah. He's only doing a couple of cup races. He's full. He's full Xfinity this year, though. Hmm. Yeah. The old, the old dingy. Old dinger. Hmm. Well, but, right. we, but we go to Atlanta this week. So we go from super speedway to pseudo super speedway. Um, and, you know, two fast tracks in a row. We normally don't get that. Normally we'll go to go to Vegas or Phoenix or somewhere out west after Daytona, California, something like that. But but we get Atlanta. We get to go north and up the road. Um, so exciting. Two exciting races back to back. I'm, I'm pretty pumped, honestly, for this. Um, but it should be a. Again, another good race, another hopefully uh, exciting, I don't want to say wreckful race, but you know, hopefully an exciting one here in Atlanta now that it's a nice fast track. I think your defending champion there is William Byron. Yeah. Byron ended up winning the uh, – Byron won the, the summer race, so Byron's your defending champion in Atlanta. Um, and – or I'm sorry, not Dub, but – um. Parrot, since he got the one, is taking Chris Boucher this week. And Dub with uh, Ty Gibbs. I'm sure we'll get Jeremy's here soon, but I'm last this week. So where are you going for fat, Dude, hot Lenta? I just realized that me and Cody have the same championship, same second, and our third and fourths are swapped. <laughs> that is awesome. What a bastard. That is awesome. I like uh, it. I'm going uh I'm gonna go with uh Team Pitbull, but not Ross Chastain. Give me Daniel Suarez. Going Danny Swore. Yeah, I'm, I didn't I think I I wanted to save this guy and I still might. I haven't decided yet. I kind of wanted to save this guy for um a road course because he races well there and McDowell had a rough run at Daytona at just car problems, but you know, I, I think I like, you know what I liked? I like the way Justin Haley raced um, in the 51 man for Rick, Rick, Ware racing. He had a, he had a good run um, at Daytona. I was impressed. I was, I wanted to pick him. I just didn't know with the car. And, you know, I think honestly, in my opinion, Rick Ware is a step down from college racing, just my opinion. Um, but you know, I thought maybe, uh, you know, he'd be able to, he'd be, he wouldn't do as good. And I mean, he did, he had a good race. So, um, I'm going to go with Justin Haley here at, at Atlanta and see if he can see if he can have another, uh, decent showing there. Like he's done in the past. We're going to see. And All then, right. you know, Cody won't pick, we should, uh, you know, what we're going to do, we're, we're going to pick for who, who is, who is Atlanta for Cody? Who screams Atlanta? 
Joy Logano. I don't know why Joy Logano came to mind, but all right, there it is. Joseph Logano. Um, unless Cody tells us otherwise, which we know he won't. So we'll okay. give uh, we'll give Cody Joey Logano. But excited, excited NASCAR season's back. All right, so let's pop on over to NASCAR or NASCAR. We just did NASCAR wrestling, similar to NASCAR. Yeah, NASCAR ish. Um, yeah, Dubs, Dubs leading over there. Man, I like it. Let's see. Let's see what time Elimination Chamber's at. Since it is in Perth, Australia, I'm pretty sure it's an early morning one. Elimination Chamber. Yeah. 5 a.m. Eastern. (laughs) No shit. Yeah, 5 a.m. Saturday morning. Um, I guess I'm going to not wake up and see it. Yeah, I definitely am not going to. Um, I guess I'll catch it later. But yeah, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, which is 9 p.m. Australia time, um, the Elimination Chamber will be going on. Um, There's only four matches right now, right? We got the men's chamber, uh, the women's chamber, and then we have um, two title matches. uh, One, the women's world title, uh, Rhea and Nia. And the tag team match, Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest against New Catch Republic, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. I don't know who the hell Tyler Bate is. So, got that going. Um, At least Pete yeah. Dunn got his name back. Yeah, I do. Yes, like, I see that. Uh, I think we talked about that last week. But, yeah, our updated sayings for that. Um, Dub with 10 points out of the Royal Rumble. Jeremy with 9 Um Myself, Gray, and Parrot with eight, and Cody and Peapod, the two AEW marks at seven. Uh, you know. Um, all right. So the first match, Judgment Day, as you said, versus New Catch Republic. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, Judgment Day's got to break up eventually, man. I, I think it's coming. You know, Priest has got to use that. He's got to use his cash in. So, um, I'm probably going to be the only one picking them, but I'm going New Catch Republic here. Give me new, give me new tag team champions. I'm going uh, Judgment Day. I, I agree. It's going to happen at some point. Well, it's not going to happen at Mania. It can't happen at Mania unless it's night one. Why not? I guess it could, but they don't have any. They're not either. One of them are scheduled for matches, so I feel like they're going to build up for have them fight. You know, who would they fight though? Because Jimmy's fighting Jay, probably. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what other tag team would come out and fight them. New Day. Big E comes back. Possible. It is possible. I guess you're right. I'm rethinking it. Maybe I'll change. Let me run through the rest of them, and I'll see if I want to change my mind as we go. All right. Uh, The next one, Women's Elimination Chamber for a World Championship match at WrestleMania XL. And we know it's going to be against, well, let's just be honest here. Ray ain't losing to Nia at home. No. Ain't happening. So, no. I mean, I'm just going to run Ray across the board because there's no way that anybody's not going to pick. Well, Parrot might not. But um, it depends which way he goes. Yeah, exactly. If he goes right, left, he'll be taking Nia. If he goes left, right, he'll be taking Ray. What an idiot. And uh, and there's two matches that have six people. Come on, dude. The um, – mm-hmm. All right, so women's Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez. So I'm going to go with, uh, I think, the clear obvious here, Becky, because, I mean, they're setting up for it. They set up for it at the the old, what do you want to call it? Uh, press conference. Press conference, yeah that's, yeah, that's what it was. I don't know. I can't think of that fucking term. Yeah, I agree. Um you know, if we didn't see that at the press conference, I probably would have went Bianca here. Um, but yeah, uh, I got to go with Becky because of what they what they foreshadowed at the press conference. So we'll go with Becky, Becky Lynch to, Becky uh, Lynch. to win the chamber. Um, we all have Becky so far. Um, that means includes Dub and Papad, and we yeah, just yeah. went just went Rhea across the board against Nia. 
for the women's world title match. So, going to the men, the Elimination Chamber for a World Heavyweight Championship match against Seth Rollins. Uh, we know it won't be against the Thunderdome, as that will be Cody. Um, so we got Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Robert Lashley versus L.A. Knight versus Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul. Dub and Peapod both have Drew McIntyre. I also feel with everything that's been going on, that's probably what's going to happen. But I don't know, man. I, I've had this gut feeling that Logan Paul is going to sneak his way in. So I'm just going to take him. It's early in the year. Whatever, I can make up points, but I'm going Logan here. And since I'm going Logan, I'm switching back to Judgment Day. <laughs> you know, I had the same kind of thought, too, is, you know, Drew seems like the obvious choice because, like, Kevin, talking about it. Kevin Owens is feuding with Logan Paul right now. That's kind of the thing that's happening. So that U.S. title, I could see them fighting at Mania. Um, it's just a tough one. Uh, you know, my gut keeps telling me Drew's going to win it. But, uh, man, because I just don't know if I – would he fight? Because he already has a U.S. title. No, I'm going Drew. I'm sticking Drew. Um, Logan's still got that U.S. title. I just don't think he's going to lose it. Uh, and I don't see a title v. title at Mania. It's just not going to be a thing. But, uh, I mean, Logan would be the bigger draw than Drew, though. But it'll probably be after. I'm sure maybe it'll be a SummerSlam thing, but I don't know. I just I have a gut feeling on it, so I'm going to go here with it. But, I mean, in all honesty, anybody could win that match, and I think I'd be cool with it. Um, you know, LA Knight would be surprising as shit. I think no one would expect that. And, I mean, goddamn, Randy Orton's in it. For the love of God, they could just say, yeah, we just want to give Randy Orton another title. I mean, you know, it's anything's possible there. So... I could see I could see any of those guys probably besides Lashley getting a title shot, honestly. Yep. Even though Lashley'd be awesome. It would be. Should be, but they probably won't. Yeah, they're um, not they're not cool like that. And old Bob Bob deserves another title run. I think he does. I think he does. But yeah, those are our uh I mean, so far four, maybe they'll add another match. We'll get it on here, but <sighs> excuse me. Only four matches for Elimination Chamber in Australia at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning when no one will be watching. That is correct. Um, so, Bear, for funsies, let's see if you know this, since we're talking about other things. Um, oh, here, well, just some fun stats first. So let me give you those first. Uh, fun stat, found this very interesting. The 73-win Warriors had a 113.5 offensive rating back in 2015-2016, first in the league. Mm-hmm. Where would they be at now with that offensive rating if it was this year? Um, I mean, obviously, offensive have gotten better because no one plays defense, so middle of the pack, yeah, 15 to 18, somewhere in there. 21st. Whew. Ooh. Wild. Man. So Absolutely. not playing a lot of defense then. No, um, <laughs> not at all. Uh, the D, so uh, as we know, <laughs> Buckeyes basketball comes out, upsets Purdue and Diebler's, uh It's John's brother, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, became the second head coach since 96, 97 to beat an AP top 10 team in their division one coaching debut. It's not surprising. Um, I actually probably the greatest debut win in college basketball history. Oh yeah, Purdue was Purdue was one, right? Yeah, they were first. I wouldn't say that I called it, but we were at lunch, um, and you know, I were talking. Um, I was there with I was there with some of uh, Renee's family, and we were talking about it. And her uncle was asking me about Ohio State basketball. I said, eh, I said I don't really watch you know, anymore. Um, I'm not, I'm just not a big college, but I used to be a big college basketball and I am more. Um, but I said, I'm happy. I'm not happy, but Holtman getting fired was deserved. He just wasn't doing anything. I said, and watch D is going to come out and win this first game against Purdue to, to get me excited for basketball. And what happens 
He goes out and beats Purdue. It's like, damn it. I said, now watch. They'll go and they'll make a run in the they'll make a run in the Big Ten tournament. Um, you know, get themselves in the semis or something, get me all amped up just to lose to Purdue, probably. But um I've heard the rumor is um if you know, depending on what they do with Diebler, um, if they're not ready or not, the rumor is I could try to pluck uh Kowalski from Toledo. Yep. That's the it's the big name getting floated around. So I uh, I would love to see that. I love Todd Kowalski. I think he's a fantastic basketball coach. Yes, he is. He's an amazing. Shout, coach. shout out to Toledo. I had a big win last night against Akron. Um, tied for tied for the MAC lead now. Um, in basketball, so need needed that win last night, and they got it. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the Rockets can make a run, um, win the MAC, and get themselves an auto bid to the tourney because they're not going to get in any other way. They're going to have to win the MAC tourney to get in. So. Here, here was a fun stat for you. I, I've, I've had this for a long time, been sitting on it, but I haven't looked at um, my stats pages in a long time for our screenshots. So one of them that I thought was wild. Um, and so Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Rudy Gobert had 129 blocks and 44 steals that year. 2018 defensive player of the year right mm-hmm. and through 42 games this is old but through 42 games victor Wembenyama had 133 blocks 47 steals so four more blocks three more steals in half the games Ooh. God. 133 blocks in 42 games that's insane absolute insanity yeah, and Wemby's a beast, man. Dude's a string bean beast. Yep. Uh, something I saw. Crazy but true. Technically, if you remember the Rosebuds, Adam Rose and his Rosebuds, they would come to the ring. Um, I do not know. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Come on. There, there we go. Adam Rose. I, I still don't, but I see a lot of people I know there. <laughs> yep. So, uh, what the hell? Turn my camera off. Nice. No, I didn't. There we go. So, technically, they are one of the most accomplished stables in the WWE. Former members, Becky Lynch, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Elias, Simon Gotch, Braun Strowman. They would all go on to have far more success than Adam Rose himself. <laughs> A lot of titles. Funny how that works. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, here was a fun stat. Tony Gwen. Faced off against Greg Maddox, Pedro Martinez, Tom Glavin, and John Smoltz, a combined 323 times. He struck out three of them. Jesus. Against those four guys. Gwen was a monster, though. Tony Gwen was a fucking beast. Uh, you sent this back to me. The Kurt Cousins curse reinvented. No team has ever lost to Kirk Cousins in the regular season and gone on to win the Super Bowl. Streak continues. Mm-hmm. Same old. It's all Kirk. Uh, something we didn't talk about. Warriors made a bid for LeBron James at the trade deadline, and he said no. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. He's like, fuck it. It's just funny with... Um... You know, the Warriors still trying to just chase and chase ever since LeBron beat them. You know, they've had to chase, you know, had to get Durant. They've just constantly chased titles um, and Jesus trying to get LeBron. Like, come on, man. It's insane. Yep, but all these super teams don't always pan out, do they? Mm-mm. They do not. The Nuggies won last year. Yeah. I and mean, he said, hey, did you see what Jokic said, though? Luca mm. doesn't like it in Dallas. He can play here. Oh, yeah. After he said that shit, he's like, oh, Luca's bad for the league. Obviously, he was screwing yeah, around. But yeah, they're they're good buddies. Watching them, you know, talk shit and all that to each other is hilarious. Yep. Uh EA Sports announced that the new college football video game will be revealed in May. Again, I believe it when I see it. Been telling us that for 10 years. All right. How many quadruple doubles have there been in NBA history? Four. When was the last one and who was it? I think it was like David Robinson back in 88. 94. 
94. Okay. All right. Who are the other three guys? Ooh. Um. Oh, man. Will Chamberlain ever have one? Nope. I'll give you some hints here. 74, 86, 1990. Hakeem Olajuwon? Yep, 1990. That was 90. 18, 16, 10, and 11. And you said uh, 74 and what? 86. Those are going to be tough. Yeah, I, I I don't think I – I think – I mean, I know the list. I just don't remember if I if those guys were bigger name guys or whatnot. Alvin Robertson for the Spurs. Okay. Nate Thurman for the Bulls. Nate Thurman. I, yeah, I should have known Nate Thurman. The other – Alvin Robinson, I don't think I ever would have got. But, yeah, I, Nate Thurman, I remember. Nate Thurman's is the most impressive. 22, 14, 13, 12. Insane. Alvin Robertson, 2011, 10, 10. Hakeem, 18, 16, 10, 11. David Robinson, 34, 10, 10, 10. Yeah. The Admiral is a beast. And I think that a 10 was blocks, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, Wemby will be the next. Wemby will be the next one. Yep. And uh, my favorite thing that I showed you, which just cracked me up. So I get on. We didn't talk about it here yet because I didn't notice it until I was putting in NASCAR last week. I get onto my DraftKings. I'm like, why the hell do I have so much money? <laughs> and I look and I'm like, how the fuck? Oh, so we talked about the parlays. It took the Chiefs to win, you know, at plus 100, won that bet, won 100 bucks. And then I put 50 on a parlay on the Chiefs to win. And what I thought was the overs at 47 and a half. So I thought I lost, didn't check my DraftKings for a week. Get on to put in NASCAR and I'm like, huh? I took the Chiefs and the under. So when I was, and I remembered, I was like, now that I think about it, the Chiefs were the home team and the under's always on the bottom. And I remember that I went right next to each other and played it. Mm -hmm. But my intent was the over. So that was just pure luck. Um, Nope, your intent was the under because you picked it and you won. So that was exactly your intent. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've I've done that before, um, and I've won and I've lost by accidentally picking the wrong thing or double hitting a bet or something like that. So yeah, shit happens sometimes. Yep, and then uh, another thing, I was watching this and reading this stuff on Taylor Swift. Watching Australian media make jokes on Taylor. Cancel her visa and keep her here. That's what they said. And uh, and one thing people are realizing is for a brief moment in time, the whole world is sharing in the experience of Taylor Swift. You don't have to like her music to appreciate how she brings people together, promotes positivity, and boosts economies. For instance, the NFL has been offering her the halftime slot since the 2010s and she's turned down it she's turned down the offer every time they wanted her to generate views and commercial ad revenue she accomplished the most viewed game in history with just a few seconds of screen time didn't need to perform all she had to do was show up let that sink in it's true and she just played for ninety six thousand people on one of the shows unbelievable it's insane absolutely insane it's nuts, man. And then uh, uh, here's a good one for you. So let's see if you know this, and I'm sure you will. Well, there's two. Let me give you another stat before I give you another trivia. Check this out. C-Z-E-C-H, of course. Yarmir Yager, who they just retired his number, has skated with or against 3,287 of the 8,510 players that have appeared in at least one regular season or playoff game with an NHL team, equating to 38.6% of all players in league history. I, I did not see that. It's, that's an insane number. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. Um, all right, so here's your stat as we go into football. Tell me the – first off, there's 12 teams that have never – won a Super Bowl. Can you tell me those 12 teams? Jesus. Sorry, one I think someone on AEW has actually got knocked out, but maybe not. Um, Sorry, what was the question? Teams that have never won the Super Bowl. Okay. Name them. Uh, Bills. Correct. Browns. Correct. Lions. Correct. Panthers. 
You said never won, right? Yeah, correct. Um, Jags? Correct. Texans? Correct. Um, Vikings? Correct. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. You're halfway there. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Five more. Chargers? Uh, Correct. Four more. Um, sorry, I'm trying to run through divisions in my head. All of the NFC East has because they're beasts. Um, Falcons, correct. Where they lost to the Packers, yeah. Um, Patriots. Sorry. Well, they lost to the Packers too back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both. Well, yeah, I know they lost to them. We all. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle Shanahan. Three um, more. Oh, everyone. Uh did. Bengals. Another yeah, Bengals. Yeah, that's right. I was trying to think. So I was like, oh no, they did. They lost two. Two more, and they both lost in the Super Bowl. Close games, by the way. Titans. Yep. Yeah, it was Kevin Dyson. One more. Um. Cardinals. There you have it. All 12. Didn't need a hint. Didn't need a clue. Nothing. Nope. I just need to run through divisions in my head. <laughs> bang, bang. All right. So college football, the uh, college football playoff board of managers revised their qualifying criteria. So they unanimous, unanimously revised the qualifying criteria for the 12-team event to include the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven. Instead, of I think it was six and six. Now right. it's five and seven. Five, seven, yep. And on top of that, uh, <laughs> which is my favorite, uh, the four highest seeded you know, champions will be the four bye weeks, which means that Notre Dame will never have a bye week until they join a conference. But mm-hmm. as Dub says, well, they don't have to play in a championship game, so that's the fourth game anyway. I mean, that's fine, but they still play like, what? I thought they always would play maybe an extra game anyways, but ah, I mean, who cares? They're never going to win that many games anyways to be there. So, Nope. So it is what it is. Or they're just going to get rid of the conferences in general. Oh, yeah, that's coming. That'll be, well, we'll see. There's a lot of money in conferences. There is, but you only got two. It's either you'll have those and then the big dogs will just leave as well. You know, the Ohio States and that will just leave conferences and just be like Notre Dame. But I don't know. We'll see. College football is corrupt anyways. No way. Corrupt. Corrupt. Like Vince McMahon corrupt? Um, he's not corrupt. He's just kind of sleazy, and by kind, I mean very. It's not there's nothing corrupt about it. He's just sleazeball. That's all. Oh, you're not wrong. VK. Um, this Sunday, man, what is Sunday? The twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Buckeyes are playing Sparty. Yeah, Ohio State will lose. Kind of want to go to that game. <laughs> Forty-seven dollars for a ticket is the lowest. Damn. Then they go to then they go to Purdue. Lowest ticket right now is two seventy-five. Take a game. Then Sparty just get beat by Iowa or some shit. Yep. Yeah, college basketball is all jacked up this year. When I fought a bracket, I'm just gonna fucking close my eyes and pick. Yeah. Uh, we might not give away merch this year. It's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be ugly, but we're professionals. Professionals win. Did you see that uh, Charlie Woods is going to play in a qualif- pre-qualifier on Thursday? Yeah, um, I did see that. 
So what's that all about? So what happens for him? I mean, if he plays in it or if he gets through the qualifier, pretty much just get into I, – I don't I can't remember what tournament he'd be getting into. Um, so, so he's playing at Lost Lake Golf Club in Hobie Sound, one of the four qualifying events, 25 oh, yeah. players total from that. Like, play for the cognizant classic next week in Palm beach. Um, and they're playing in it because really it's uh, close to home for them, for tiger and Charlie. Um, Is he going to caddy for him? Oh, I'm sure he would if he makes it. Um, No, I mean, you think he's going to caddy for him in that uh, thing he's playing on Thursday? Um, I don't know if he will or not, honestly. Not sure. I don't see anything. Teeing off at 7.39 alongside Olin Brown Jr. And Ruadri McGee. Yeah. Um, he probably won't just because he was sick would be my guess is that Tiger wouldn't either way. But, yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I think there's four spots open, so it's very possible. It'd be cool if he did qualify, but I just – Charlie's good. I just don't know if he's that good yet. But it'd be cool if he did. If he qualifies, that'd be something else. That'd be pretty neat. Yes, it would. Um, all right, let's go to uh, – let's get some – oh, Jeremy gave us his golfer, Sam Stevens. Sam Sneed. He died years ago. And he said he's give us his driver before the race on Sunday. Mm. You tell him that we uh, we do pre-qualifying on this. We don't if he if he picks post qualifying, um, he will be disqualified from our NASCAR league. You can tell him that. You need to pick before qualifying. Sorry, yeah. Or Bear is, says you take the L. We he doesn't. He will be. He can play. He just won't get a trophy this year. That's all. He won't get a fake trophy. That means, um, you know, it doesn't come with prize money or anything. So we'll give away prize money. We give away fake championships. That's right. That's right. Um, UFC last week, too, got a new champion. Volkanovski got knocked the fuck out um, by Ilya Tapura um, in the second round. It was funny because Joe Rogan actually called it, which is very interesting. Um, in the first round, was saying Volkanovski keeps um, – you know, if he keeps his left hand low and blocks with his right, he said Topuro is going to come across with a big right hook and knock him out. That's exactly what he did in the second round. He got him with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, but- thank God for you. Uh, it, we were texting back and forth because, you know, now I, I got the uh, the old bear cable, which I love, and uh, it's awesome. And I, I, I watched the first couple fights, and, you know, the first one was good. You know, Hernandez got the submission which was nice. And then um, we had a decision, which we were scoring it all the way through. We were scoring the fights. And then I decided, I'm like, you know what? In the middle of that fight, uh, in the Cejudo fight, I decided, oh, I better, I'm going to, I'm going to bet on these last three fights and throw a parlay in. So, you know, with, and you and I were talking and we were scoring the fights as we went, we were dead on with mm-hmm. what they should have been. And you and I agreed all the way through and, you know, Jeff, Jeff Neal uh, lost to Ian Gary, who's now 14 and 0. That could have went either way, really. It was close. Yeah, it was. I, I think the split decision was, it was a fake split decision. I mean, I think Neal won the first round easily and then yeah. Gary destroyed him the next two. Um, yep. How it, someone ended up having Neal take the third round, I think, which I thought was silly, which gave him the split, but the other two guys had it, you know, two, one Gary, which I think was correct. Yeah. And that's what we had it as. And then the other one, um, we, we had, I think we had 30, 27, right. And yeah. but they said it could go 29, 28 because, you know, Paulo Costa and Robert Whitaker, Whitaker just dominated. And, but he was the one that was cut up. So if you just turned it on and didn't see yeah. a thing, you would have thought Costa was dominating the fight, but he got one good, and it was a good kick. Don't get me wrong. Thank God for Whitaker. It happened at the end of the round mm-hmm. because he, he, I mean, he it stumbled him. stunned him. Yeah. And, and we were like, nah, he got it and, and uh, thought he had it. So won those two fights. And so in the third fight, which you said to Perrier, uh, got the title. And, you know, I, I was like, all right, I had 50 in it to win 
one, I can't remember what it was, almost 200, or, yeah, what was it? I think it was almost, two, like, 175, 187, something like that. Yeah. And I was like, in you, I was talking to you, and then I watched that first round, and I, I text you, I said, Tapuria is patient, and he's strong as shit. And I said, and you were talking about hedging, and I was like, I right after. I, was, I, I hedged it right before the fight. I mean, I had a four leg, and Volkanovski was my last one, and I said, fuck it, I'm not. I'm not ways. I've seen this happen so many times in UFC where I've had I've hit three and lost one. Whether it was the first one I lost, hit the next three, or hit the first three, win the next one. I'm like, nope, I'm I'm not doing that this time. I'm just gonna hedge myself, take my you know take my 15 bucks. I'm gonna win no matter what. Be done. Just be done with it. No stress. And that's yep. what I did. And I was looking at all right. So I waited till after the first round, and the odds were plus 100 for Ilya and I was like yep I'm gonna put 50 on it to get my money back it's either I'm gonna lose zero or I'm gonna win net 90 and so I went with the lose zero worked for me it was a good win by him that was a that was a clean knockout yeah I mean it was it was a sick overhand uh something I saw here what what's his uh how do you say his name Drakus I Dreykus Dupuy. Dupuy. So him, Sean O'Malley, and Ilya Taporia. So those three were all at UFC 264 as untangled contenders. Fast forward two and a half years later, they're now all UFC champs. Yeah. It's insane. Absolutely insane. It's been a wild year. And, you know, now we've got, you know, well, uh, Let's make our UFC and then we'll end with trivia because I see the question, but I'm not going to look at it. So let's go to UFC for this week. Yeah, it's a fight night, but they're in Mexico this week. Um, I think Mexico City. Um, I don't remember the last time they were down there. They're not in Mexico a lot. So this is, this is pretty big. Um, you don't get a lot of fights in Mexico. So this be pretty – I bet it will be a pretty jack crowd. I, there's nothing better than a jack crowd. So they're going to be pretty crazy, I imagine. Um, and I think I was left last week. So I think correct. I think you're left. left. So in a featherweight bout, no odds on this fight from Venezuela, Eric Silva. And from Tazekistan, Muhammad Naimov. In a flyweight bout, plus 240 dog from Mexico, Victor Altamirano. And from Brazil, your minus 298 favorite, Felipe, I'm not junior, Dos Santos. From Mexico, no odds on this flyweight bout. Ronaldo, I don't play soccer, Rodriguez. <laughs> and from the Ukraine, Denis Bandar. From Peru, in a lightweight bout, Claudio Castagnoli Puelles. <laughs> and from France, Ferez Ziam. Another flyweight bout from Mexico. Edgar Chares. And the uh, big dog from Brazil, plus 310, Daniel Lacerda. And another, you guessed it, flyweight bout, plus Jesus. 105. And from, you guessed it, Mexico, Jesus Aguilar. Jesus, Jesus Christina Aguilar. <laughs> um, and the slight favorite, minus 125, from Brazil with some wild blue hair. Mateus Mendonca. It's actually probably Mendoza. In a bantamweight bout, oh, your God. main event of the prelims. All the little guys. What are we doing? Mexico, Christian Quijones. And from Brazil, Rione Barcelos. And in a lightweight bout, minus 192 favorite from, you guessed it, Mexico, Manuel Torres. And your plus 160 dog from Scotland, Chris Tim Duncan. From Mexico, women's strawweight bout, minus 345 favorite, heavy favorite, Yasmin Jägermeister. <laughs> and the big dog, plus 275 from the United States, Sam Hughes. And, uh, is this is this the homie that's like eighteen years old? Oh uh, yeah, he's been absolutely destroyed his last two fights. I think. I think he, he got. I think just one, right? Because I think he's eight and one, isn't he? 
From Mexico, Bantamweight bout, minus 285 favorite, Raul Rosas Jr. Okay, I must have missed that. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, that Rodriguez dude destroyed him. Um, and sorry, his opponent, plus 230 dog from the United States, Ricky Tercios. Which which one? Ronaldo? Rodriguez? Uh, I don't think it was. Either way, lightweight Christian, bout. Christian Rodriguez. Got it. Lightweight bout from Mexico, Daniel Zahuber. And from Argentina, Francisco Prado. Featherweight bout. No odds on this either. Number three featherweight from Mexico, Yair Rodriguez. And the number four ranked heavyweight from the United States, Brian Ortega. And in a flyweight bout, this is a rematch here. Minus 250 favorite, Brandon Moreno, number one ranked flyweight. And your number three ranked, ranked flyweight from the United States, plus 205 dog, Brandon the Charlotte Roval. So uh, when when they last fought, did Moreno win? I think he did. The um, assassin baby. And Moreno just lost in a split decision for the title. Um, when did he fight Roval? It's been, it must have been a while. Uh, yeah, they fought back in twenty November of 2020, and uh, Moreno knocked him out at, right at the end of the first round. Huh. All right. So... Uh, Trivia, what's our updated standings bear? Our updated trivia standings, we have Gray at 19.5, Cody at 3, myself at 4.5, and Dub at 0, along with the Parrot. Of course they are. All right, I don't even know where they qualify. Where where they qualify when I make my picks. Well, all right. For two points, I believe he's trustworthy. Which golfer has the most PGA tournament wins since 2020? Hmm. Good question. Twenty twenty. Got mine in. I just asked him for the answer. I'm gonna just hit enter when you say it. All right. Go. John Rom, Scotty Too Hotty. It's John Rom is the correct answer. I was about to say Shuffler is what everyone wants to pick, but he really doesn't win as much as you think. And I will have a driver here in a second. How many uh points is that for? Three? Two. Two points. Two points. All right, so let's continue from last week's trivia. From Jeremy on February 14th. Sorry, I missed this. For trivia, well, we did talk about that. Wait, didn't we? we Oh, we did the first part. We didn't do the second part. Yes, correct. All right, so back to this. For wrestling, I'll give you five factual statements, then using the below wrestlers, Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan, Rock, Taker, Triple H, you must... Place each wrestler for a given fact. Okay. So I'll read the, well, I'll share the screen. Probably be easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, share L screen. And then you will be able to see. There you go. Can you see it all right? Yes. All right. So, number one, at age 15, I was 6'4 with a mustache. Number two, I was the WWE Undisputed Champion when WWF changed to WWE. Mm. I starred in a 2004 movie that grossed a little over $52 million domestically. I was part of the Bone Street crew, which was a backstage group of wrestlers who shared similar interests, including playing dominoes. I defeated Kazuyuki Fujita and Masahiro Chono in a three-way match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. All right. So, each one is worth two points. All right. Me. I got to get my chat box open. I'm just going to put... Yep, I'm just going to put the number and then who it is. Uh, 
Hold on a second. Who are the other ones? Oh. Oh. Uh, I kind of like this. I'm kind of feeling good. I'm feeling good. I just I feel confident on one, two, and five, and by process of elimination. Confident on one and four right now. Two, three, and five are the ones that are Yeah, one and two I'm pretty confident. Five I'm pretty confident. Three and four I'm not sure. Taking a taking a stab here. Take an L stab RVD. What is this? Everybody old come here? Yeah. They said, they said for uh, Sting's last match, Ric Flair should try to turn on him, but this time Sting finally doesn't fall for it. That would be good. All right, and I think we got a NASCAR driver too. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Yeah, I don't I don't think I like my two, three, and five, but whatever. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Three, two, one, and go. Rock Hogan. I'm pretty positive on Hogan because I remember them showing the cutaway when he won, and then that was the last time we saw WWF. Yeah, I thought. I think you're right with that. I just don't remember what movie Triple H would have been. In. Yeah, that's so three and four. I don't remember what movie at, Hogan would have been in either. <laughs> yeah, and four. I looked at okay, Bone Street Crew. I'm just like sounds like a taker thing i don't know the movie and lesnar's the only one that makes sense for iwgp you know that's why you know that's what takers bsk is tatted on his stomach right it's the bone it's the bone street crew oh is it yeah he was in it he's in he was in it with uh well is in it with like godfather and um um oh god who is chains um Brian Adams made, I don't know, there there was a few of them, but yeah, that one's definitely right. I know that for a fact. Then I feel confident in all of my answers. Trinity, Blade Trinity, yep. Blade so, Trinity. So, yeah. So I get 10. Process of elimination for me. I knew one, I knew two. Five, only, it could have only been Brock. Yeah, I did not know the Bone Street crew. Had no idea. I just did process of elimination. I don't know any movies Taker was in then. I know. That's why I was like, I was like, man, I was like, oh, but I don't remember Triple H being in Blade Trinity either, though. So I don't either. That was probably, like I said, process of elimination. Yeah, the, Hogan, the Hogan one, I, I think I knew that, but I was like, man, I can't remember. I remember I was watching, because I was watching stuff on Hogan, like, I don't know, probably a month or two ago, and just clips, and they showed, when he wins the title and he's holding it up in the air and he's like, this is the last time you see the WWF symbol. I'm like, hmm. and then that clicked. Because they got the F out. Yep. So six for Bear, ten for Gray. And I think that's all we got for this show. So, thanks to Wes Anderson. Thanks to All Work Clothing, Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Paper Dynamark, Gray Key Merch, Connell Barrett, DanyTransformation.com, and Sparty Steve. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Make sure you watch UFC in Mexico.